doing? I have a very sore throat before we get into anything. Let's just address that really quick. This episode was not recorded with a sore throat, okay? So it's just the intro, but like, it's kind of sexy, right? I'm kind of into it. Anyway, hello, good morning. I don't know if it's morning when you're listening, but it's currently 9.27 a.m. Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. I'm still in Costa Rica because I extended my trip And it's just been so nice to be home. Honestly, I feel like I'm actually able to slow down and rest while I'm here. I've truly been in my hibernation era right now because I feel like when I'm in Miami, and I think I've told you guys this before, but I feel like I'm just in constant grind mode. Like my apartment is where I work, right? So I feel like my brain is just so accustomed to as soon as I open that door, I'm just like in work mode 24-7. I think also anybody who works for themselves is pretty much always thinking about work. I don't know. Let me know if that's the case for you. Like, there's just always something to do or something that has to be done or something to learn or whatever, which is so cool, but it's also really hard to turn off, at least personally. So I have really enjoyed these days, like just slowing the fuck down and just charging up, you know? So anyway, now that I give you my whole life story, happy new year. Where are my manners? I didn't even start with that. I can't believe we're in 2023. Um, I'm all over the place today. Speaking of a new year, I recorded today's episode with Alana right before flying home for the holidays, so around mid-December, and I wanted it to be slightly New Year themed because I knew this was going to be the first episode that I posted in January. So let me just say this episode turned out to be one of my favorite conversations that I've had in the last few months. Like, if you are wanting to have the best fucking year ever and prioritize yourself, then I really think you're gonna love this episode. I can't wait for you guys to listen. I love Alana. She's just so fun and so easy to talk to. And she's just one of my favorite people to follow, honestly. So take what you need from this episode, leave the rest, and let's have a beautiful year love you guys and i hope you enjoy i don't know if you remember our last episode but it was at a very chaotic time oh my god wait i remember you had just (laughs) broken up with somebody like it was literally the day of like you just had ended something and i was like dude she's fucking brave because i would have been like bitch i can't record today let's do this (laughs) some other time i'm pretty sure it was this time last year because i ended well, he broke up with me, like, December, like, a little earlier, like, probably, like, a week ago, a year ago, if that makes sense. So, how are we doing now? Update me, fill us in. What's been going on? Oh, my God. Okay, I feel like everything has changed this year. Like, it's been the year of, like, new chapters and eras every two moments. Um, I'm now working for myself, and I don't work for someone else anymore. Um... I live in my own apartment. I no longer have a roommate, so I'm able to afford living alone, which is crazy. You should be so proud of yourself, like killing it. Thank you. Sometimes I just like take a moment and I look at my apartment. I'm like, wow. This is mine. This is mine. Like I bought everything in here. It wasn't daddy's money. It wasn't some man's money. It's not split with a friend. It's not split with some stranger. Like this is mine. Like I created this. I did this for myself, which is like so surreal because – I'm only 23 and like yeah you're so young that was like I'm gonna move out when I'm 25 like I'll move in with a boyfriend like that was like because that's what my sister did so 
it's like crazy to see that I've been able to do this all on my own. Um, and in terms of dating and relationships, I feel like I have like such a different mindset and approach with everything. And I feel like I've really worked this year on breaking patterns and habits and thoughts and all like these things that I would always get triggered by in relationships and a lot of the patterns that I would repeat that always ended up hurting me more. And I feel like I'm finally in a place where I don't feel desperate for a relationship. If a relationship comes around, I'm not going to like be like, absolutely not. But if it feels right, I'm definitely open to it. But I'm not actively like going on a million one dates, like trying to find a boyfriend, like dating to find a boyfriend. Like I haven't been on a date in a really long time, but there is someone in my life and it's just like very casual and like nice and there's no pressure on it and I'm kind of all my friends are like don't you want a title blah blah blah. I'm like no like I feel so secure like it's really weird I used to be like very anxious attachment style like always questioning like what are we like is he hooking up with other people like how does he feel about me like nothing like I just like feel like so calm and it's weird (laughs) it's weird but like how beautiful to feel like that and I feel like well first I just want to like acknowledge what you said of like that this year you did so much breaking patterns because I feel like to me it's so crazy and so cool to hear and I also don't like I forget how old people are like I don't really I have friends of all ages I always have and so I don't think anyone is at a certain age is young or is old like I don't really associate it that way I take people for who they are and how they treat me how they treat themselves and that's it I always have and I'm kind of I love that I grew up that way in the culture that I grew up with where like it didn't really matter how old you were like we just everybody did the same shit which is bad like I was 15 hammered in a bar smoking cigarettes like not really the vibe but like whatever but more so that it gave me this uh, this understanding of I don't really care how old someone is I even forget to like ask I do care when I'm talking about men like when I'm dating somebody then it does matter because I feel like it does show a little bit just like maturity wise like that is important to me but aside from that like I don't really care and it's just so crazy to me that like you are so young and when I listen to your podcast and when I like see your content and when I'm even just talking to you now like like you're so wise like and like so many I think of the things that you're like learning it took me so much longer to learn which is fine it's not a race or like to be comparative in any way but it makes me so excited for you that like you're learning these things that you're going to like have for the rest of your 20s right like I feel like I'm 29 and I feel like I finally am learning these things and like now I get to take these into my 30s but it's like it's so crazy how it just happens to all of us in at different times and at different rates you know but I genuinely forget how young you are which is like a great not a good thing or bad thing it's just like it is just is but yeah, I think that the breaking patterns thing is huge. Yeah, I really, I didn't ever really like, sorry, he's just texting me. <laughs> no, it's okay. Oh my God. You know, you just reminded me of that meme. I think I posted it the other day that was like, he has me like smiling. No, I think, what was it? There's one that I want to post that it's like, if somebody sees me like smiling on my phone, like just walk away. <laughs> you know I mean? Like, <laughs> that's how I feel right now as well. Anyway. Oh my God, um, not you, like, <laughs> blushing. 
like I wish we could take the video of you last time you were like literally in bed in a hoodie which like no shade I'm always in a hoodie you're in a hoodie like it, it you know I could tell you were upset and you I was upset. so heartbroken yeah and right now you're like oh my god he's texting me <laughs> and that's on growth and that is on growth period I love it I love it um I don't know back to like patterns like I just like never could see this pattern breaking because it had like repeated itself pattern what is this pattern that you're talking about so I would always like get super like I would date a bunch of guys I'd constantly be seeing like three different guys like just going on dates and then eventually like one would kind of like get me to open up a bit more or I would start to catch feelings for them. I'd always be kind of like cold and closed off just because the past guy had like hurt me or like scarred me or like made me nervous to open up again. So it kind of would feel like numb when I was on these dates until like one guy would spark something in me. And then I essentially would get so obsessed with them and put them on a pedestal and kind of put them before my own self in terms of like always like wondering like how can I change to be better for them like wanting to like change I feel like as women we constantly feel like this need to manipulate who we are in order to please the man um and I felt like I constantly did that and I would kind of just like obsess over them and focus more on if they liked me as opposed to if I liked them And I would get super caught up and feel like it had to move on this certain timeline. Like if it was, we had been on like X amount of dates and like exclusivity hadn't like been spoken about or like we hadn't slept together or if we were at three months and there was no talk about like him being my official boyfriend, then like something I felt like I had to bring that conversation up and make it this super serious thing. And I felt like it was wrong if like that didn't happen. And then that usually ended up me being heartbroken because I would like also paint this picture of what I thought the relationship was and like create this fantasy of like what it could be as opposed to being present and what was actually happening so then when the guy ended it it would feel super out of the blue unexpected it would hurt a lot more because I've like put them high up on this pedestal that they're like this perfect human and that they're my like they're the one. Yeah. And so then it would really hurt because I would also like rely on them for external validation and I would rely on them to like bring me happiness. And now I feel like I don't anymore. Like I put myself on the pedestal and I search for that validation within myself. And if I need external validation, then I go to my friends who I know provide that to me. And I no longer like do things for them. Like obviously I'm not like selfish in a relationship, but like I put myself first and like I have other things that are more important to me at this time and I'm like no longer desperate for a relationship and I think that also shows in the way that I act towards them and the energy that I'm giving off and so like it feels really good to like just like feel like fully like whole on my own like I don't feel like I'm missing a part not that like I don't want a boyfriend or a relationship I think everyone craves that intimacy and like having a relationship like that but I just feel like I feel fulfilled on my own and I have so many other exciting things in my life that it's kind of just like the cherry on top if there's someone else there I love it you're speaking my language I couldn't agree more with like everything you're saying I think also what you said at the beginning that as women we tend to want to how, how can I make this better how can I make him better how can I give this to him how can I whatever I feel like also 
you know, we're, we're nurturers by nature, just like mm-hmm. in and of itself, you know, and then add on the fact that we feel like we have to play this role in a way. And I also love what you said about like the timelines, because that's something that I'm navigating right now as well, where it's like, well, you know, I've said this before, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to create a boundary with the content that I'm consuming about like dating and dating rules versus what I actually think. Because I think while I'm so happy that we're, we're really talking about all these things like in abundance in whether it's on TikTok and in podcasts where, you know, there's literal entire podcast episodes called like dating rules for women. It's like Mm -hmm. fucking nuts how this is just like so overpopulated in our like social ecosystem and I love it because it is helpful and I wish I would have had a lot of these things and a lot of these influencers and a lot of these podcasters and a lot of this information I wish I would have had it in my early 20s because I was a dumb bitch sometimes and like you know accepted bare minimum shit and like whatever that's a whole other story but so now I feel like because of what I do and and whatever I I'm so aware of all this content and I'm so aware of all these rules and everything and so sometimes I catch myself being like well he did that which means this or I you know it's this time so that means this and it's like holy fuck like I feel like it's also like blocked my like cognitive ability to make a decision for myself of like what I think and what I actually want to do you know what I mean like somebody can yeah. somebody can say no you shouldn't do x y and z Maybe I want to do it and maybe it fits my personality and maybe it's something that like, I don't even know what that is, but I'm just giving an example. Like it's, mm. I think we have to take these things also with a grain of salt because we're all so different. But so I'm trying to just, you know, like I said, take things with a grain of salt. I'm, I'm navigating a new territory. This is going up in a few weeks and I don't want to say something and then sound stupid when it's going up. But like, <laughs> I too am trying to let go of, well, you know, it's been x amount of dates by this point we should be here it's that should that fucks us and i've done episodes about this because it's a it's an actual thing it's called shooting yourself where it's like it's the belief that what you're doing right now is wrong and you should and 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 you should be elsewhere right and Mm -hmm. it's like very damaging actually like very damaging verbiage to use because again it's implying that what you're doing right now is wrong and so Anyway, I'm trying to let go of that and also just honestly be present because there's no blanket like uh, guideline for how a relationship is going to unfold. Like everybody meets people in a different way and everybody's so different and complicated in a like in a good way that like how can you expect this like blanket advice to fit every single person? Like it's it's unrealistic, right? But of course we get carried away with like, well, you know, it's been three months, like we should be here and it fucks with our heads. So anyway, with that said, I love this. I want to get into lessons. So this is the first episode. You guys are listening to this. We're recording still in 2022, but I think this is going to be the first episode going live in 2023. So I thought it would be fun to do like Three, we'll, we'll share three lessons each that we've learned from 2022 and then three things that we're taking into this new year. So do you want to kick us off with your first lesson? Yeah. So my first lesson, and I feel like this kind of goes off of what we were just talking about, but just like really like focus on being present, like focus on being on in the now. Don't let your mind wander too much into the past or too much into the future because that's when like those anxious thoughts come up. 
and they can really consume you and they can bring you down and really just like change everything, not necessarily for the better. I'm not saying to be oblivious, but just like really encourage yourself to focus on being present in what's happening in this given moment. So right now, if you're listening to this podcast right now, that's what you're doing. Or maybe you're on a walk and listening to it. Just like be really present. And I promise it will help just like chill you out so much. My mom kept saying that to me this year because I've had like quite an anxious year. Like things have been really good. There's also been really rough patches for me, but like just like grounding myself in the now and focusing on what's happening right now in front of me, whether it be a task or an event or anything has been like a God savior. This is one of my things that I'm taking into the next year. So I'll touch back into this, but I love this just presence as a whole. Um, Mm -hmm. One of my favorite lessons is that I think we are we aren't always the most reliable narrators when we're telling ourselves stories about ourselves. So for example, I feel like, and maybe somebody can identify with this, maybe not, but for me, I tend to be the most harsh on myself. I tend to only look at look at where I was flawed in a situation rather than everything else, right? Or when I'm being particularly anxious or particularly mean to myself, I will think about a situation, let's just pretend it was a date, right? And when I'm telling the story to, let's say, one of my best friends, I'll only tell her like where I think I did wrong, like, you know, what I think I could have done better. Why didn't I say this? Why did I say that? I'm just giving an example, like a dumb example, but this could be with anything, like with any situation, I tend to highlight just like the flawed moments. Therefore, I just feel like I'm not a reliable narrator when I'm like telling myself about a, a certain situation. And so my lesson here is that is that exactly it's to remember that when I'm like recapping something or thinking about something I have to sometimes intentionally sit for a second and and remind myself like that's not all that happened and you know that like you're choosing to look at one fucking thing from a five-hour evening what about all the other things and also Mm -hmm. usually like when I'm thinking about that one negative thing like the other person nine times out of ten didn't even realize that I'm that that was negative quote unquote to me you know so it's like I'm just not a reliable narrator all the time and I'm trying to remind myself of that when I when I'm spiraling about something or when I'm just um being too hard on myself Mm -hmm. I agree with that like even you can even paint a picture to your friends as something being super glamorous and like really good like even like relationships like I feel like all those past relationships I would like highlight them and make them like seem like they were a lot better yeah yeah than they actually were and then you reflect back on it once you've like kind of moved on and grown from it and you realize like hey like that actually wasn't the reality like you like took like the good parts like yes there are good parts but there are also not great parts or that wasn't like the full truth so like you really see like it's how you frame it and like totally framing is like also something that I've learned a lot in 2022 I've I mean I've learned it a lot in other years too but I think in working with my therapist like reframing a situation and how I look at it has also calmed my anxiety a lot of the things this year have been around calming anxiety I keep having like this numbing anxiety where I can't really figure out the trigger um and so reframing situations and the way I look at things has really helped me find like calmness in that wave of anxiety um just like in any situation just like if you're really negative like reframe it like look at the glasses half full as opposed to half empty find that silver lining one of my like 
mantras of my life is like the way that I speak mainly about myself but that's like my rule really that I like die hard on where it's like how are you speaking about yourself to yourself not even to anybody else like I don't care about that it's like how am I speaking about myself to myself like that's the most the most important thing for me I also love how you said like that we can not only folk hyper fixate on like one bad thing that we think is bad quote unquote but also the the vice versa where it's like we will only will romanticize something and forget about all the good shit I feel like we do that so much in dating as women like you know not to call us out but like guilty as fucking charged where like you'll forget all the bad shit that that person ever makes you feel because in a moment you know you're it's like we have so many feelings attached we I don't know. We get digmatized, I guess. We've, we're in the dick stand and we're like, well, you know, like only remember the one good thing where it's like, okay, how about we like paint the real picture of, of what this was? So yeah, I love that. Yeah. I feel like I've done that so many times where I'm just like... We all have. Like raise your hand right now if you're listening to this. I don't care if you look dumb wherever you are. Raise your hand if you have been in the dick stand. <laughs> I love it. Okay, lesson number two. Hmm. I didn't really think of these before. I know I should have, but <laughs> um, I want to say that like family isn't necessarily just like by blood. It's also by relationships. And I feel like I learned that a lot this year. I haven't really spoken about this on any platform, but my family really went through a lot of like mental health stuff this year. Um, I'm not ready to like open up fully about it, but it was a lot of like mental health stuff and a lot of like mental illness and it was really rough on our family and I really had to lean on my friends and it just like showed to me that like I have a really good support system outside of just like my immediate family and even if you don't talk to your siblings or you don't talk to your parents, that doesn't mean you don't have a family, like you can find it elsewhere, whether it be your colleagues at work or people you've connected with online or your friends, like your best friends, or I don't know, someone from like a workout class, or maybe you go to like Barry's all the time and like you see the same familiar faces and you talk to them about certain things. Like it's possible to find family outside of just like your blood relatives. Um, And like that doesn't make them any less valuable or of an less value I don't know than like your blood relatives yeah this one hits home for me because I too had to understand that um and also as someone who I deal with a lot of mental health issues in my family as well so I just like send you so much love I I told you this the other day when I saw your story but like it really is something that you can't explain to people you can't explain these these when these things happen in a family like it's very hard to explain and I feel like it's one of those things where unless you've gone through it you don't even know how draining it is um so I'm sending love to you and to anybody who like goes through it because I know it's not easy and also I think I had to learn that as well that family is more like a feeling than just an actual you know picture perfect portrait because I, so much of my family, and I always say this, like so much of what I consider family isn't blood related. Like they're not blood related. I have a tiny, tiny, tiny family. And there's a part of my family that is alive, but they are not like present. They don't, you know, don't want to be there for a lot of the 
not fun things, which like, do you think I fucking want to be there for like that? Mm -hmm. Obviously not. But that isn't that what like family is, right? Like, I don't know. Anyway, so I had to also learn that, that it's like family is more like a feeling. It's more of how people, somebody makes you feel. It's not, is he your brother, your sister? It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, if you care for someone and someone is giving you love and you give them love back and they feel safe to you, like that is beautiful in and of itself I think we just like get so fucked up with like the labels that we love to attach to things and how we love to put people in boxes like in general it's like you know I remember when I this is so unrelated but I remember when I decided to like start sharing my life online and when I quit my job like my it was never nine to five but like my more corporate normal job that I had Mm -hmm. when I quit it I was so fucking scared because I was like, what am I going to say to people when I meet them? And they asked me, what do I, what I do for a living? Like, I was like, what's my title? Like, what am I going to say? What if they don't think it's good? Oh my God. I would, this would keep me up at night. Like my therapist and I, I think would have full fucking sessions dedicated to what can Lisa say when a man asks her, what do you do for a living? Like that would torment literally me right now. I'm like, what do I title myself? And I'm like, you know what? Fuck the title. I literally on my hinge, it, I'm the sketch ball on hinge oh, right me now. Too. I, have, me too. <laughs> I, have no, I don't have an occupation. I have no I have no place of work. One of my prompts is guess what I do for a living. And honestly, it's a great conversation starter. Yeah, that is starter. a great conversation starter. But it's like, like I don't know. Like I don't need to title myself. No, like I think don't. we need to stop putting ourselves into boxes. Like as long as you feel secure with whatever yeah. you're doing in your life, whether it be in your career and education, your relationships with like either platonic or romantic, like it really doesn't matter. Like It really doesn't. And also you're allowed to be more than one thing. Like – I'm not just one thing. Like, I don't know how to fucking describe myself. So I choose not to. And I also just feel like I lost my train of thought. But yeah, I don't, I agree. And I'm also the sketchball on Hinge and I'm fine with it. You know, like I really don't care. And for some reason we have this like fascination with like titles where like, I can't remember the last time I like met someone and I was like, so what do you do for a living? Like I, you will never catch me asking you that fucking question. Like I will get to know what you do in another way. Like, I'll just be like, what, you know, like, I don't know. I just, anyway. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I feel like a lot of it is also the way that you go about it. Right. Like I think, so I went on a date with this guy, um, RIP fallen soldier because we only went on one date. Um, he was so nice, but just, you know, you just know when it's not, when it's not it, but at the end of the day, he kept asking me like, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And I was like, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The joke I always make. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Not so fast. Like we're just getting to know each other. You know, like I try to just joke my way out of it, but my man's was older. So he was like really wanting to know what I was doing. And so I was like, okay, well I just, I was like, I don't like love to talk. I was the way that I went about it in that day taught me something because I was very like kind of being sketchy about it and kind of not wanting to talk about it. And when I finally told him, he was like, he was like, that's fucking awesome. And I was like, I know, right? Like, I don't know why it's so hard for me to like tell guys. And he was like, he was like, yeah, I feel like you need to like own it more. Like you need to be more confident about it because like, that's so fucking cool. And it's like, it's true also like genuinely, like he did teach me something. So thank you, King. Like the way that you like go about something and the way that you talk about something is also so telling. Like that's the way you feel Mm -hmm. about it. Like I love this quote that I see everywhere. And it's like, it's only embarrassing if you're embarrassed. Period. And that it's literally applicable to everything. Like the way that you like speak about something, the way that you show emotion about something, people are going to receive it that way. 
you know? Yeah. Like, I always go by, like, if you just act confident, no one will question you. I think, like, Sarah's day always says this in her vlogs. Um, But, like, if you lead with confidence and you're confident and you believe in what you're doing, no matter what your title is, then people are going to respect you for that. It's when you're insecure that they're going to be like, oh, like, this bitch is insecure. Like, fuck that. Like, you know, but if you enter the conversation and you're super passionate and confident and headstrong about what you do they're gonna be like oh this is so interesting like that's so cool like that's so fascinating again it's like all how you frame it like if you take anything from this conversation it's all about like reframing and how you frame things in your mind and to others and I don't know about you um but whenever I go on dates and like I mention like what I do even when it was just like a side hustle like I get like interrogated like well, I have a full-fledged interview. Yeah, because, like normally because like, it's because it's still I think something newer. You know, I think it's still something newer. I think it's different and I think you know what it is also as this industry continues to grow and evolve, I think a lot of people have a lot of questions because they don't necessarily understand what really does go behind it because mm-hmm. I think before there was such a clear cut I guess even not definition, but I think what people had in their minds, there was a preconceived notion of what a quote unquote influencer did. And it was like selfies. That's literally what people would think before, right? Like people, oh, she posts pictures of herself online. That's what people think, right? Or used to think. Maybe some people still do. And so now I think there's so much more to it that I think that's why people have so many questions because they just don't, you know, like they don't understand. They don't get it. And it's fair. It's fair. It's fair that they have questions. I'd rather sit and explain a little bit because- What's mortifying to me, which I don't know why I care, but I do, I would rather lay in the street than someone think that I like don't work hard. Like, I don't know why. I think it's the Capricorn in me. Like, I don't want you to fucking think that all I do is like sit around and post pictures because A, I literally don't. Like, I don't post pictures at at all, literally. (laughs) Um, But it's also like, no, that's not what I do. Like, it frustrates me so much. And I've had to have this conversation with people where they're like, you can't control like how someone is going to want to think about something or what, you know, if somebody has an idea and they are sticking to that, no matter what you say to them, that's fully out of your control. But it really like makes my like skin crawl. I'm like, I want you to know that I work hard. You know, I don't know why. I feel like that goes back to like the external validation. Totally. I, and the people pleasing. And I spoke about this with my therapist, just like, I feel like I have to prove myself sometimes that I am like as intelligent, if not more, and I am successful in everything, despite like my job title being something that can be deemed as like a ditzy, like hot girl posting their ass on the internet. Because like, yes, there are people that do that and make money like great for them, but like that's not who I am. And so I feel like I have to sometimes overcompensate to prove that I am as smart as you who might be working like a typical corporate job or has like a more like professional the same way. looked at career. Which is, um, it's crazy too because so many things can be true at the same time. I could be posting, I don't have a nice enough ass to do this, but I could post my titties <laughs> online. I could be posting my titties <laughs> online and I could still be really fucking smart and I could still be yep. this and that and that. And it's like, again, why do we have to be one thing? We don't. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. Is it 2023, my- the year of being multifaceted. Multifaceted <laughs> bitches. Okay, I think it's my turn, right? I did write my mind down or else I would forget. Okay, so this was a tough lesson for me this year that I realized and I guess I just like relearned that 
I will sometimes, and I did this year, let people down when I put my mental health first. And it's, I don't think it's like neither good nor bad. It's just like kind of is what it is. Like in some moments, like I struggle with a lot of anxiety and there are some things in my life that unfortunately I'm like working up the courage to do like very big events or like special events or certain just things that I truly give me crippling anxiety to the point where I don't want, I can't do it. Like, yes, I could push myself, but I know that I would be so uncomfortable. And I know that what would happen after the event is what would really fuck with me because it would just, I don't know how to explain it. Unfortunately, like it's something I have to work through. That's just a silly example, but it's more so the lesson. The lesson for me is sometimes I will have to let somebody down in order to put my mental health first. And the lesson here is I have to get better at communicating because I'm not great at, you would think that I can't shut up to save my life and I have a podcast. <laughs> I'm not good at communicating when it comes down to, hey, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through. This is this is the spot that I'm in right now. I'm not good at doing that at all. And I think the lesson for me with this was you can't expect people in your life, no matter the depth of closeness, you can't expect them to understand fully what you're going through or to know what you need or to know what you're expecting out of a situation or to know what your emotions are looking like. Like you really can't. And so it's just a reminder to myself that I have to get better at having these conversations and communicating and that sometimes putting myself first and putting my mental health first may come at a price and with a price um, but again, I think it's one of those things where like, it just is what it is. And, and thankfully the people that I have in my life now, like are so understanding, you know, even if they may or may not have been upset in, in a moment where I felt like I let them down, like, thankfully I feel like also, I think that, that, that ties into how like a friendship isn't, and I think shouldn't be reliant on like one event do you know what I'm trying to say like if you can't do one thing for whatever reason like it's okay because there's so much work that has that has been put into that friendship that like yeah they're they're gonna be upset and whatever if you can't be there for them in a moment but that shouldn't be in my opinion I guess it's so situational like I'm not gonna say that but it shouldn't be like the determining factor of like well you know what this is over like I can't be your friend anymore whatever I'm going off topic, but basically it's just that I will let people down. I have to get better at communicating and you can't expect everybody in your life to like just understand what you're going through, you know? Yeah, I feel like the communication thing is something I've really worked on the past years and obviously I'm not perfect at it, but I definitely have noticed through practicing and I guess it's like exposure therapy in a way, like really encouraging yourself to be open and to provide that communication, like saying like, hey, like I actually need this from you. Like this is what you can do to support me and this is what I'm going through. Um, Or like if someone does something that makes you feel better, like it affirms it, like tell them like, I really appreciate like you doing this for me. Like I really appreciate you providing like clear communication to me. Like, cause I know like for example, like in dating and in friendships in the past, I have like trauma from a lot of friends like and dates and guys who I was seeing like canceling and like flopping on plans. And so for a while, and I feel like I finally just like got over this in like recent months, I would just like assume if someone messaged me the day of when we we're supposed to have plans or a date that they were going to cancel because in the past people had canceled last minute or 
they just like never followed up and like kind of just like ghosted me. So, and like now, like if someone ever texts me being like, hey, like I can't like do this anymore because of X, Y, Z, like I'm so sorry, like I really wanted to make it. Like I always say, I appreciate you like for communicating that with me because in the past I didn't have that. Like I would sometimes just get like a text like, oh, sorry, can't do it or I forgot, like like kind of just like pushing me off to the side, like it didn't really mean anything, but I don't know. For me, like when I say I'm going to do something, I do something and I guess I can't always hold people to the same level of degree that I hold myself, but just like communicating what you need is so important. I know. And I, I love how you said even affirming when something is is good and when you liked something. I think, yeah, I think we like, you know, I love when, when my friends tell me what they need and I like when they tell me like, oh, that made me feel great. You know, like that's because we all, we don't, we're, we're trying our best, right? Like I feel like I'm trying my best, but it's really nice to have direction of like what somebody needs in a moment. I feel like because of therapy, I, you know, when someone's going through something, I, the first thing I do is instead of, well, I don't assume they want me to tell them what I think, first of all. And second of all, I, because sometimes people just want to vent, like Sometimes people don't need you to like try to figure out their life, which as a Capricorn is really hard for me to not do, but sometimes they just want to vent and they just want someone to listen. So I always ask like, do you want me to like workshop this with you? And I also always ask like, what do you need from me? What can I do to make you feel better? Or if someone, if one of my really good friends is very anxious the way I am, the way I am, sometimes she'll text me randomly like, I'm really anxious today. And I'm literally... I think she does it because she likes the way that I receive what she's saying to me where I say, what do you need? What can I do? Like sometimes you just need people to tell you what they need you to do. So I agree. Communication. Who would have thought? A little communication is the key to life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I noticed like my one friend Hunter, she always like this year was always like, how can I help? And so like I started doing that because like I have a few friends that like we always text each other like I'm so anxious today. This is what I'm feeling. Kind of like help each other through it. And like so now like because I noticed how much that helped me. Like even if I nothing she would have done could have like helped me after that. Just like knowing that someone is there to listen and to lend a hand if I need it. So I've started to do that. And I think it's really important to like pay attention to like what are people doing in your life and offering to you that you found benefited you? And how can you provide that back to someone else? It's kind of like passing forward the act of kindness. Like how can you pass forward that act of kindness that someone did to you to the next person? I was listening to Reese Witherspoon on a podcast the other day and they asked her about friendship. And I loved the definition she gave because though it's so simple, I had never heard somebody describe it like that. And she said, she said, you know, I think friendship is, I'm going to butcher this, but she said like, I think friendship is a lot of things, but I think my favorite way to, to understand it is that it's a deposit and withdrawal system. So you're always like putting in, putting in, putting in, and then maybe you're taking a little bit. And sometimes one person puts in a little bit more and then the other person takes just a little bit. Sometimes one person is taking more, you know, like we're, depending on what we're going through, we're always, um, I think sometimes, I think it's fair to say that in a, any sort of relationship, it might be balanced sometimes. Sometimes one person needs a little more support. Sometimes the other one does. And it's not even about that. It's more so just being aware of your friendships and making sure that they are full of reciprocity, right? Where it's like, you're not the only one that's putting in and putting in and putting in, or they're the only ones that are taking out and taking out. Making sure that there's some sort of balance there, I think is like super important. So I agree. 
Yeah, for sure. I agree on that too. And I always am like checking in on myself, like, okay, like, have you asked them how they are? Like, have you checked in on how their day is? I always loved like sending like a morning text, like, how are you? I hope you have a great day, like stuff like that. Cause like, it's really like the little things and it doesn't take that much for you to like send a two second text or to be like, hey, like, can I give you a call? Let's catch up. Yep. I mean, it's what they say, right? Like to have a friend, you have to be a friend. Like it's Mm -hmm. that simple. So I love that. Okay. Last lesson. Hmm. I mean, I feel like we've said like <laughs> there's 50 like so already, many. But um, I know. I like feel like this year has really taught me the importance of being open minded and really leaning into that because I feel like in the past I let my anxieties really consume me and I would be super closed off to any opportunities that came out of being fearful of like what would happen or like what if I'm anxious and having like a lot of what if thoughts. Um, I always talk about on my podcast about what if thoughts and should have thoughts. Like what if thoughts are like things that you are scared are going to happen in the future or things that you are scared are going to do. And then obviously should have or like of the past, like you should have done this. I should have done that. And just like the things that have come from this year, from me being open-minded, whether it be to a friendship or a job opportunity or an event or a trip or anything, the things that have come out of having that mindset and not letting my anxieties and fears get to the best of me have been insane. Like I literally went to New York Fashion Week in February with two girls, Trinity and Kaylee, who are now my best friends meeting them for the first time at the airport in Toronto. Like they flew into Toronto and like they connected there. And then like I met them there and we flew to New York. It was like a four day trip. I ended up extending the trip and we've gone on like four trips. Like since then, they literally were just visiting me. So like literally, cause I said yes to a random girl who I'd been following and we had barely spoken on DMs to going to New York. I love this. Yes. Like why am I full of fucking quotes today? I'm like a Pinterest board. Like, but it's like, I'm not even going to say this one because I'm like gagged at myself, but it's like, you know, the one of like, what's waiting for you, like outside of your comfort zone. No, I don't know what's wrong. I'm on my period. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong, guys. I'm like, you're on Pinterest for your vision. Well, fucking like Hallmark today. Anyway, I love that. And I think that's a very nice reminder to us anxious queens because I say no to a lot of things because of my anxiety. And when I say yes, I always, like, I can't think of one where I'm like, I should have said no. You know, like this year, at least I've had better judgment. Um, But like, so I try to use that as evidence when I'm trying to say no, I go back to my brain and I'm like, but remember when you went that one time and it was, and then that happened and you met that person and then that saying yes can be a beautiful thing is what we're getting to. Okay. I'm going to do my last Mm -hmm. one. Um, yes. (laughs) Okay. My last lesson is I just realized this year that I'm fully allowed to give myself permission to step, step out of a situation that is not making me feel worthy or safe or fucking fabulous the way that I deserve to feel. This is like a tough one for me because I'm I'm constantly working of feeling deserving of all of the things that I want, even though deep down, like if you catch me on a good day in a good mood, not very anxious, I know that I deserve the fucking world. Like I know that I deserve beautiful things. And even me saying that out loud to you, like a part of me still feels, it's like a little uncomfortable to say, like, cause I think it goes back to like taking up space and knowing that I 
or like accepting that I'm worthy, which has been like my biggest struggle really. And so even me saying that, I feel like I have to like qualify it a little bit, but it's like, no, I I want everybody to be able to say that. And everybody should say that, you know, I feel like if you're a good person and you like treat people kindly and you're just like living life in a nice, kind way, like I feel like you deserve all the beautiful things that you want, right? But for some reason, the rules like don't apply to me. Like that's what my brain likes to think. It's really fucking rude. So I think this year I'm just really, really, really trying to tap into that. And I'm a work in progress with that. But my lesson was just like, I was just ruthless this year. Uh, in terms of taking myself, like removing myself from situations that were not making me feel worthy, like no ifs, ands, or buts. Like, whereas in the past, maybe I would have been like, well, maybe I'll just like, you know, maybe she's having a bad day or maybe he's gonna figure it out or whatever the fuck. Like I would almost give excuses for people. And this year I was like, no, I don't feel good in this. I'm out, period. So And I feel good doing that. So I think it was like the lesson was just like you're allowed to do that. You have permission to leave any sort of situation without explaining it to anybody. You don't owe anybody an explanation. If you don't feel great, you're allowed to leave. And that was a lesson for me this year. Yeah, I feel like I've definitely applied that this year too. Like in Toronto, there's a lot of influencer events and you encounter people who are really nice and you encounter people that maybe you don't really vibe with and some not some nice people and you constantly feel like you have to stay or you have to interact with these people and you always have to put on a good front even if you like don't like their energy and what I've learned is like I will always be civil to everyone I'm never going to badmouth anyone I'm never going to say anything terrible to their face or anything like that but I know it's okay for me to step away respectfully and there's nothing wrong with it and if I'm feeling super burnt out at an event I'm allowed to leave before other people leave and there's nothing wrong with that and it doesn't necessarily just apply to these influencer events it could apply to a birthday dinner or a night out with the girls or even a date if you're not liking the energy that's in front of you you're allowed to leave you don't have to continue to do it for the sake of pleasing that person I think it does come back to like the people pleasing complex and like it's really easy to get wrapped in that but the moment you step kind of out of yourself and you look down on the situation and you're like okay like I don't feel great right now like I can leave like I'm allowed to put myself first and I'm also allowed to change my mind like sure like it was a great thing to go to but I'm allowed to leave if I want to totally just giving yourself permission to do so without feeling like you owe everybody an explanation like that's my thing as well as I feel like I have to like explain like no maybe sometimes I'm just not in the fucking mood and I don't need to like explain it to somebody you know okay I know we have to wrap up soon so let's get into three things we want to bring into this year I want to bring in I feel like my like also I love I love this episode so much I feel like I feel like my lessons and my things are gonna overlap but I just want to bring into 2023 I want to bring into taking chances and being risky and kind of pushing the boundaries a little bit whether it be with the things I do in my personal life or more specifically in my career like not being afraid to take a chance out of the fear of failing or people judging or I don't know like any of those like negative what if thoughts like just letting go of those what if thoughts and just like kind of like jumping and experiencing things whether it be trips or brand deals or projects or new ventures like just like really 
pushing the boundaries. I love it. I'm here for it. I can't wait to see you push the boundaries next year. Um, my first one, which you mentioned earlier, is presence. I really want to give myself the gift of being a present bitch because I feel like being present is my superpower. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but when I am present, I am calm. I am able to think clearly. I am able to enjoy. I am able to be more intentional. I am a very anxious person. And sometimes it's overpowering, you know, but I feel like I can also be very, not not nostalgic, I can't say that word, but like I can think of like how something once was or how something once looked or whatever. And it's like, when I'm thinking that way, I'm living in the past. And when I'm being anxious and worried about situations that haven't happened and future tripping, which is a huge part of anxiety, right? Like playing out all the scenarios. What if this, what if that you mentioned it? Um, I'm living in the future. I'm trying to live in the future. It's not fucking possible. So being present is literally when I'm most calm and when I'm happiest. So that's really what I want to bring into this. I mean, right now and moving forward forever, I just want to give myself more presence because I am fucking professional at spiraling and future tripping. I'm so good at it. I'm so good at it. We have like a PhD in it. I'm the teacher. (laughs) Like I am teaching the fucking class and I don't, that's not a flex. It's not. I really don't want to do that. So my biggest thing for next year is presence. What's your next one? I love one? that. Okay. My next thing is leaning like more into my self-care practices. I feel like I definitely have still had them. It's not like they didn't, they dis- didn't disappear in 2022, but I definitely feel like my emphasis and what I was focusing on was definitely more on my career and being social and like experiences and everything. And I really want to come become a little bit of a homebody a bit, like spend more time reading, unplugging from social media, just taking things a bit slower because I feel like I'm always like in a rush to go somewhere. And what's your time? I'm a Leo. Oh, interesting. You give me like, we're just so similar in so many things. But okay, so but my dad is a Capricorn and so is my sister. So I feel like, oh, okay. Well, maybe there's Capricorn in your chart. I don't know. I don't remember. All I know is my moon is Gemini and my rising is Libra. Oh, a balanced queen. I love it. But I just want to like find like more balance and I guess like Zen, like I kind of want to get into like meditation, even though like I'm not the best at it. I want to get more into meditation. I want to do like ice baths and like the sauna more. There's a place called Other Shit By Me, which like you do the sauna and then the ice bath. Like I want to do that more consistently. Just like leaning back into these self-care practices. I don't want to go back to where I was in 2021 where I was such a homebody and I wasn't social because I really do enjoy being social and having meetings with people and going out and traveling and all these things. So like I guess in 2023, finding a balance between both peaks like just like zen in the middle a little bit of everything a perfect cocktail if you will like you said there was a season where you were maybe more of a homebody and then you're in a season now maybe that you're just out and about way more so you've been on both ends and now you get to like you know what you like from both ends now right so now you just get to like well feel out your like vibe and bring a little bit of everything which i love my next one is simple i also already said it but it's just a very ongoing thing for me. I think I'll always work on it, but 
I just want to bring into 2023, I want to bring the belief that I am like deserving of everything I want because sometimes I just have so much doubt and sometimes I don't look at myself through the same lens that I look at everybody else and I know that that's wrong. Like I know how powerful I am when I treat myself like my be- my own best friend. I know that sounds I'm just a walking cliche today, guys, but I know <laughs> I can with myself literally. But I know like just call me Pinterest. I know how I feel like it's Tumblr. I'm giving you Tumblr vibes. I mean, I like that. Yeah. It's like a little bit more badass than Pinterest, so I'll take it. Um yeah. I feel like I know how great I feel and act and work when I am believing in myself and when I'm treating myself kindly and like my best friend, like I said. So I just want to like bring that belief into the next year because it's been it's been a little blurry this year and I don't like that. I don't like that I doubt myself so much. Like it's and truly so much of it comes down to being anxious because I overthink and I overthink and I spiral and I spiral and then it all gets fucked. So I'm not blaming my anxiety, but I know that it is a catalyst to so many of the mindsets that I sometimes struggle with. I'm going to say it's so possible because I feel like I've been in your shoes before and I've like grown to like surpass it. And not that I don't ever feel that way. It's still like human and it's a totally normal thing, but I find these days I feel less and less like that. And again, it's all about like reframing it and changing how you talk to yourself and changing that narrative. And I believe and I'm confident in that you have the toolkit to be able to do it. It's just practicing it. Okay, my third one is letting go of all expectations. I feel like it's definitely been a theme of some of our conversations today. But just like letting go of expectations, whether they be expectations I've created myself or what I feel society has for me, for my relationships, my career, the timeline of my life. I'm such an A-type personality. I'm such a planner. Like I love to micromanage everything. And yes, it's good to set expectations for yourself, but I feel like you get more surprised and it's so much more rewarding when something comes from hard work that you weren't like fully expecting um, or if you like surpass that. So like just like letting go of expectations, being present in the moment and just like really enjoying everything for what it is. And when you let go of those expectations, you don't feel low about if you don't hit them because you weren't expecting it in the first place. So I feel like that just leaves like a lot more brightness and lightness in your mind and like the world around you. I agree. I feel like expectations are like a sure way of ending up disappointed sometimes. And I think leveling them or just maybe not being so attached to them, because I think we always will have some sort of expectation of maybe not always, but like how you think you're going to be treated or how you think someone's going to react or how you think something's going to go. Like maybe you have some sort of, you know, some sort of expectation, but maybe just not getting so attached to it, which is also something that I'm heavily working on. And like you said, it leaves more room for surprise, which is just like beautiful, you know? Mm -hmm. Like don't put those expectations on a pedestal. Totally. Like detach from, like you can have them, but like be okay with the, be flexible. Be a yeah. little flexible, Be which open-minded. I'm also a, a type A bitch. So that's very hard for me, but we're going to learn. Okay. My last one is the last thing I'm bringing into 2023, which has also been kind of a theme in this year is 
I'm bringing so much fucking delusion. I am in my delusional era and I just want to continue being delusional about everything. Like whether it's I'm delusional that everything that I want is going to happen. And I'm also delusional that when something doesn't happen, it's because there's something better like right around the corner. And just delusionally believing that everything is working out when it's supposed to, how it's supposed to, with who it's supposed to, where it's supposed to, everything. And I think it also ties to like having confidence in myself because all these things are happening the way that they should for me. And I'm confident about that, but I'm also delusional about it at the same time. Just makes me happier when I'm just like, yep, it's going to work out. I don't know how, but it's going to work out. It just makes me like chiller, which like the delusion and the anxiety don't get along. It's very, very hard, but um, we're working on it. So that's my last one. I love that. I feel like I'm in my reckless era. (laughs) (laughs) I love how like every day a girl wakes up and she's like, today I'm in my blank era. Like we're in every single era possible and I love it. Like I literally love it. My friends want to kill me. (laughs) I like one thing and I'm like, I'm in my Sprite Zero era, which I have been for years. But like anyway, okay, our time is up. I love this episode so much. Genuinely, it just like flew by. I could talk to you for fucking (laughs) hours. Um, I loved everything about this. Where can people find you? Where can people listen? Tell us everything. And also, thank you for for everything (laughs) you shared. Sorry. Um, I know it's not necessarily easy sometimes to like talk about all these things and be reflective and be vulnerable and open up. And so... I just am so grateful that you did and I feel like so many people will be able to like identify with so much of what we said and like I always say in all my episodes like I just hope people take whatever they needed and they can leave the rest but um you gave us so much and I'm so grateful so thank you well thank you for giving me the space to be able to do that I think it goes both ways like you have to create comfort in order for someone to open up and that's not always given so thank you I love that. Um, okay, where can you find me? You can find me on literally every social media platform possible because I'm insane. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Alana Bloomberg. It's A-L-L-A-N-A-B-L-U-M-B-E-R-G. And then you can find me on my podcast, Morning Ray. Ray is spelled R-A-E. And that's on anywhere you listen to podcasts. New episodes go live every Monday. <laughs>